You're listening to Disturbing the Priest with Brandon Baddock. Disturbing the Priest, we are back with episode three. I am your host, Brandon Baddock. This podcast has been a ton of fun, and I'm excited to jump into episode three. So, you know, I was thinking of a lot of concepts for this episode, like maybe Metallica versus Megadeth or entry-level death metal albums, a review of Cannibal Corpse's new record, Violence Unimagined. But for the third episode, I thought it would be cool to do a episode about getting into metal as a genre and like my whole story with how I got into metal and my advice on beginner metalheads, my advice on albums to listen to, like essential listening. And I just want to talk about the pros and cons of getting into metal at first. So when I got into metal, it was actually to the Black Album. I would ride my bike to school, and of course I'd listen to music on the ride there and back. And it was always the Black Album that got me to school and back. Because it's just such easy listening, and it does have a lot of heavy elements to it. But it was a mix between the Black Album and some Master of Puppets stuff. And I find that with most metalheads that they usually start off with Metallica. But I didn't really listen to Black Sabbath till later, till I got into radio. So in high school, I got into radio just because I really liked Howard Stern, and I love talk radio. So I start a radio show with my friend, and on that show we play a lot of music. I didn't really play a ton of music because... At that time, I wasn't really that interested in music, and it was until he started playing a lot of Black Sabbath and a lot of metal that it really piqued my interest. I have such a clear memory of hearing War Pigs for the first time, because he played it on air, and just like the intro, the the hi-hat, the riff... Like, I, I, it blew my mind. I, I was like, I didn't realize music could sound like this. Like, what is this sound? It was just so menacing and cool and so epic. But it was from that song where I really started to dive into albums. After hearing the song War Pigs, I listened to the album Paranoid and fell in love with Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is still one of my favorite bands of all time, if not my favorite band of all time. But from there, I listened to their first album, then their third, and then from there went in order. And till this day, my favorite album of theirs is Sabotage. I just think it's so great. I think it's peak Aussie vocals, and Megalomania is my favorite Black Sabbath riff of all time, right next to A National Acrobat. But from there, I started to listen to more Metallica. I listened to Kill 'Em All. I listened to Ride the Lightning. I remember getting that Ride the Lightning CD. This is a really funny story. I got Ride the Lightning on CD, and then I drove to school the day after. So I wanted to wait for that car ride to play it, and it was kind of snowy out. And so I popped that CD in, and you know how that record starts. It starts with the acoustic of Fire Fire with Fire. It gives me some Christmassy vibes when I listen to it. And it was snowing at the time, so I'm like, oh, this is a nice like Christmassy feel. And then it jumps into that riff. And I'll just say top five Metallica riffs. Talk about an amazing way to start a record also. Probably like the best thrash metal opener, in my opinion. But that 
song kicks off with that incredible riff, Fight Fire with Fire. And I think it was like two minutes into that riff, I crashed my car into a rock wall because I was still like a beginner driver at that point and it was snowing out and it was my first time driving in the snow and then I had like the adrenaline from listening to Fight Fire with Fire for the first time and I took a corner and my car slid sideways into a rock wall. Every time I hear that song, I get a pinch of PTSD, (laughs) but it's just too good of a song. It is in like my top five favorite Metallica songs of all time. And it's so underrated. It is so criminally underrated. You know, everyone looks at battery. Everyone looks at blackened. No fight fire with fire is one of the best Metallica openers of all time. But yeah, from there I got into Metallica. I listened to most of their albums. I kind of got turned off by the whole load and reload era. Then I got into Megadeth. And when I first listened to Megadeth, I wasn't really into them. And then after listening to Rust and Peace from front to back, I fell in love. Like, that's such a fantastic album. Holy Wars, Tornado of Souls, the title track, Five Magics, just so amazing. But I never turned back after that. Megadeth is still my favorite thrash metal band. When I saw Megadeth, I really became obsessed with the genre. I believe if you kind of just got into metal and you're not really sure where to go, go to a live show. Go see some of your favorite bands live. At the time, I I knew Metallica, I knew Sabbath, but it was when I saw Megadeth. Oh my God, because they toured with... Amon Amarth, Suicidal Tendencies, and Metal Church. Those were three bands I got into when I saw them. That's the thing about live shows. You'll discover new music because there's always opening acts. And Megadeth loves to have multiple openers. But there are so many benefits from seeing your favorite metal bands live. So, you know, for a start, metal shows are amazing. I saw Slayer on their final tour, and they had some crazy pyrotechnics. When they did Antichrist, they were able to do like a inverted cross made of fire, like real fire with the pyrotechnics, and it was incredible, and you can feel the heat coming off it, but metal shows are usually insane. Even if we're talking like clubs, like I saw Windhand. I also saw Overkill and Death Angel in like a really small club. Well, I guess the Paradise Rock Club is not really too small, but it is like more on the smaller side. And those small shows, because everyone's all packed in the venue, and when the band starts, they're just right there. You just see them like, you know, 10 feet in front of you. You can feel the energy in the room. You get to experience mosh pits. It's also very intimate with the band you're seeing because you're so close to them and you know there's no projector you're not seeing the band all the way across a baseball field like they're just right there in your face and loud everyone's running around there's the mosh pit and especially with these smaller shows there's definitely a sense of community because there are so many people I've met at these shows I also have a few concert buddies 
every time I go to a show, I'll run into them and hang out with them and get like drinks with them. I remember seeing them at Slayer. Then I ran into them at Abbott and later Overkill when I saw them. But you'll start to see some familiar faces every time you go to these shows. And the metal community is really welcoming and very friendly, even though they're very intimidating at times. But I've met so many great people in crowds and pits. There are those few crazy people you run into. And when I say crazy, like there are insane people (laughs) that sometimes go to these. But there are so many people I've met and it's really important to have that sense of community because, you know, I'm still in college right now. All my roommates, you know, listen to Top 40, even... The people who don't listen to Top 40, it's like Bob Seger, it's Led Zeppelin. And I'm not hating on Bob Seger, Led Zeppelin, but it feels kind of lonely and isolating when you're the only one that listens to a certain kind of music, especially like heavy metal. And it's not really fun to just like listen to music alone. You know, it's always great to have a few friends over, spin like an Exodus record, or put on a death metal playlist. You can't really do that with the general public. And that's why live shows are so important because you can enjoy this music with other people. So if you're getting into metal, I definitely recommend the live shows. But in terms of like listening and discovering new music, I really recommend CDs. I'm very much a vinyl guy. But CDs are so great when it comes to trying to like get into a band or a sound because you can just pop it in your car and the car is a great place to listen to metal. Just like cruising down the highway, got some butchered at birth spinning. <laughs> Honestly, I have to thank CDs for getting me to death metal because when I first started listening to death metal, I was kind of turned off, but it was until... I had the CD in my car and you get like those surround sound speakers. You can turn the bass all the way up. And that's when I really started to appreciate it. Appreciate the riffs, appreciate the vocals. But if you're going to listen to a CD, I recommend you get full albums. I believe people should listen to albums front to back instead of just cherry picking singles. But if you've never heard of Ozzy Osbourne and you're trying to get into Ozzy, That's when I recommend to get a Greatest Hits CD. Get his Greatest Hits of Black Sabbath, Ozzy, Megadeth. They don't make a Metallica one. Just to get a feel of the sound and what the artist slash band is about. That's what I did with Ozzy when I first got into him, where I bought a Greatest Hits CD, and I had that spinning in my car for for like half a year. Like, oh my God. But from there, I've... I've got an original Blizzard of Oz on vinyl, and it is one of my favorite records of all time. But sometimes it takes that greatest hit CD to really get you into an artist or a band. Now, a lot of issues a lot of metalheads have is when the music they like is frowned upon by people close to you. Like, for example, if you have like religious parents or you have a girlfriend who is really turned off by metal. And this is like a really big problem a lot of people have. And this is like more of a 70s thing (laughs) because I know those stories about like people hiding like a Slayer 
vinyl in like a Kenny Rogers cover. And there are these crazy parents who, you know, keep track of their kids' Spotify or Apple Music, which is just crazy to think about. It's it's so unfair to these kids because they can't listen to any of this music, which motivates them to listen to it even more. And this whole thing with overprotective parents and parents wanting to censor music and have artists banned. It's it's really just parents not knowing how to parent. But in terms of like having friends who don't like the music you listen to, you know, I live in a suite with several people. None of them are black metal fans. So I really just keep it to myself. At parties, I'm not playing Death Crush. <laughs> but if you're in a situation where you're literally not allowed to listen to the genre, at that point, just go to Savers, buy a CD player, go to Newberry Comics. You know, you can get a CD there for like 15 bucks. But parents are so turned off when it comes to the metal genre because the Satanism surrounding it, the horror movie-esque themes that are involved in the music, people have to remember that music is an art form. Yes, it's meant to be subjective, but it's not to be taken literally. I brought one of my religious friends to see Slayer once. He actually does really like Slayer. And before we went, he was telling me how he's really just going to try to not focus too hard on the Satanism in their music. And I had to remind him that like Tom Araya, you know, is a Christian. He's not a Satanist. There are a lot of horror movies out there. And when I see a horror movie that involves Satanism or involves a mass killing, I don't assume that the director is a Satanist or is a killer. You know, it's art. It's an art form. It's storytelling. I'm not saying this is the case for all music or movies, but in terms of Slayer and a lot of the more surface level metal bands, it is. And it's just like, do your research, you know? If you're upset about where a band stands politically, do the research and then make the decision. That's what a lot of parents should be teaching their kids. You know, if the parent is turned off by Slayer because of their lyrics, I would take that as a opportunity to teach their kids to look into the band themselves and see if they are actually saying this, see if they actually believe the opposite of what you believe. And then from there, you can make the call if you want to listen to that band or not. There's this punk musician, and I say musician very lightly, named Gigi Allen, and he has some of the grossest lyrics I've ever read in my life, and he actually believes in them, and he's a literal Nazi, so that's why a lot of people don't listen to his music, and I don't blame people. I listen to his music not out of enjoyment, but as in a way of studying a specimen because it's very interesting to me and I'm smart enough to not take the lyrics and implement them in my own life because I'm looking at his music as someone looks at an art piece. I walk away from it when I'm done looking at it. Something else I would like to add about getting into metal is don't force yourself to like or hate anything. If you really like Metallica, but hate Megadeth, that's okay. 
If you don't like Black Sabbath, that's okay. I might judge you a little bit, but it's a free world. You can listen to whatever you want. There's a lot of people out there who will jump on a hate train of hating a certain band or we'll see this underground band that they think looks cool if you enjoy it. So they'll force themselves to like that band. But in all honesty, just listen to the stuff you like. And if you're looking for stuff to listen to, I actually made a list of albums that are, in my opinion, essential listening. So I made a list of 20 albums for someone that has never listened to metal and is wondering if they like it or not. And I know 20 is a lot, but my whole mindset in this is if I was to go back in time and make a list for myself to acclimate me into the genre, this would be the list. And again, this is my opinion, kind of a hot take with this list. There's a lot of albums on here. I know a lot of metalheads hate. I did go a little overkill, no pun intended, with the thrash metal, but I believe it's a pretty big part of the genre and one of my favorites to be recommended. But I divided it in three categories. The first one is classic metal. The second one is thrash. And the third is six random albums that relate to different subgenres of metal. And I have one album that I'm going to start said person out with that doesn't really relate to any of these. So without further ado, the first record I would hand to my past self would be the Black Album. Yes, very easy listening. Very man Metallica. I do like the Black Album. It has a special place in my heart. I rarely ever listen to this record. It was kind of the peak, but at the same time, nail in the coffin for Metallica. I believe Metallica's best album was Master of Puppets. I think the Black Album is the worst out of Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Injustice for All. I'm going to be honest, Injustice for All is my favorite one just because I love the technical element of that record, which foreshadowed my love for technical death metal, tech death. But So the Black Album, Enter Sandman, Sad But True, The Unforgiven, you get a ballad in there, Wherever I May Roam, Don't Tread on Me, a pretty heavy song right there. I'm going to be honest, I don't really like Through the Never. That riff is like the literal embodiment of a headache. It's just so annoying. It's so repetitive. Whatever. <laughs> so next up on this list, so now we're getting into like the actual albums, because I, I just think that's such an easy listening record. The Black Album. Everyone knows Enter Sandman, but next up. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. What is there not to say about this record? The opener, War Pigs. Such an amazing song. I already talked about it earlier on this episode. The title track, Paranoid, on this album is fantastic. Originally meant to be a filler. Planet Caravan, Iron Man. Everyone knows Iron Man. Such an amazing riff. Electric Funeral, we get some doom metal in there. Hand of Doom, just a eerie song. Rat Salad, we get some drums, some Bill Ward. And Fairies Wear Boots, my favorite track off this record. Giving you kind of the more bluesy side of metal and 
teaching you about the origins of this genre. So next up after Paranoid, so we got the Black Album, we have Paranoid. Next up, Machine Head by Deep Purple. Again, going with the more bluesy side of the genre, but again, this album also kind of goes over the more bluesy side of metal and Smoke on the Water, Maybe I'm a Leo, Highway Star, talk about a great opener. Lazy, my favorite song off the record with this awesome intro that leads into the song and Space Truckin', of course. But these two records really teach you about the origins of the genre and show the more bluesy side of metal and kind of show you how this genre started. And right after Deep Purple, Iron Maiden, of course, with The Number of the Beast. My favorite record of Iron Maiden is actually Power Slave. I just love Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. It's just such a good song. But, you know, Invaders, Children of the Damned, a great ballad. The Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, that galloping intro, gets you hooked on the album. Hollowed Be Thy Name, the story about someone who's about to be killed. It's it's just such a heavy record. It's so good. It has so many elements to it. I just love this record because it's just such a perfect record front to back. I think it's the best Iron Maiden record to show somebody. A lot of the themes and ideas on this record are later expanded upon in the genre and is kind of the main theme of the genre as a whole. And I'm not saying this with every subgenre, but Iron Maiden, amazing. Just an essential listening album. Next up, Judas Priest. We're getting to the more faster side, the more aggressive side of the genre. The opener, Electric Eye. Talk about an opener. Screaming for Vengeance screams at you. You've got another thing coming. Such a great song, a great riff, something that you want to cruise down the highway to. Devil's Child. Just a fantastic record, a very fast-paced album, which kind of introduces you to the more faster side of metal. And of course, Rob Halford's vocals, oh my god. And we'll see more of that in Thrash Metal. Unfortunately, I don't have Merciful Fate on this list, but I feel like Rob Halford kind of fills in that slot (laughs) vocal-wise, even though King Diamond is the best. But Screaming for Vengeance, just a great album. And in my opinion, uh, a better example when it comes to easy listening, if we're talking about a beginner here. So next up, Ozzy Osbourne, Blizzard of Oz, Crazy Train, Suicide Solution, Mr. Crowley, No Bone Movies. So amazing, so perfect. Randy Rhodes. What else is there to say about this album? It's more just on here because it's so essential when it comes to listening to metal records. You know, next up, Holy Diver, Dio. Of course I had to put this on here. Stand Up and Shout, Holy Diver, amazing. One of the greatest metal songs, a metal anthem. That song alone puts that record on here. Gypsy, amazing. Straight Through the Heart, Rainbow in the Dark, a little controversial when it comes to Dio, but one of my favorites. I love this record. It's really, really good. 
very good vocally. I love how this album's mixed. A lot of just solid songs on here, but again, we're just kind of going over classic heavy metal. We're going to keep going with thrash metal. Now we're moving into the thrash metal side of this list. So the first album I would recommend someone in the thrash metal genre would be Master of Puppets, of course. Personally, I don't think this is the greatest thrash metal album of all time, but in terms of easy listening, this is a great place to start. If you're ever trying to get into thrash metal, Master of Puppets is a great place to start. It is just such a perfect album front to back. Master of Puppets, the title track, Battery, The Thing That Should Not Be, Disposable Heroes, my favorite song off the record, and of course, Damage Inc. It's just so perfect. I I really don't need to talk about this record, but we're going to move forward. This might be interesting. Anthrax, Among the Living. This album alone is the only reason why Anthrax is in the big four. This album is so perfect. I remember listening to this album for the first time because I knew about Metallica. I knew about Megadeth. So I started with Among the Living and I just threw on the whole album and I was blown away how perfect this record is. We start off with the title track, which is fantastic, caught in a mosh. I don't think I have to explain what that song's about. I Am the Law, about Judge Dredd. Indians, about the Native Americans. Also, the singer is of Native American descent. One World, Imitation of Life. Just a really awesome record. So we're going to keep going here with Kill Em All, Metallica. So another Metallica record. The reason why I have this on here is just because it's a really good example of early thrash metal, but at the same time being very easy listening. You know, Seek and Destroy, Whiplash, which is amazing, Phantom Lord, Hit the Lights, what a great opener, The Four Horsemen, oh my God, the whole story about that, Dave Mustaine, The Mechanics, that was the original title of that song until... James Hetfield took the song and changed the lyrics completely instead of making it about this, this like sexual innuendo, James made it about the four horsemen because the song sounds like a gallop. So it makes sense to call it the four horsemen. And I think it's a way better fitting theme than the mechanics, which really gets to show you the whole Megadeth Metallica thing with Dave Mustaine because Dave Mustaine had a pretty big influence on this record and that brings us into our next one which is my favorite thrash metal album of all time rust in peace by megadeth the album starts off with the greatest thrash metal song of all time holy wars the punishment due it's about holy wars (laughs) there's nothing else that needs to be said hangar 18 talks about aliens and where they're kept in hangar 18 Five Magics, a song about magic, witchcraft, Tornado of Souls, the Dawn Patrol, kind of a Dead Kennedys-esque song about going to your nine-to-five job. Dead Kennedys have this song called At My Job that I think is the main inspiration for that song. And the title track, Rust in Peace, is fantastic. What a great closer to this record. The song 
starts off with Nick Menza on the drums. Probably the best Megadeth lineup on this record right here. The song is inspired from a bumper sticker Dave Mustaine saw that said, May your warheads rust in peace. But wow, what a great record. So we're going to keep going. And this is, you know, not really a thrash record, but it's just it. I needed to put it somewhere. I felt like it didn't really fit with like Ozzy and stuff. I guess it kind of did, but we're just going to accept that it's in the thrash metal side. Ace of Spades, Motorhead. Title track, Love Me Like a Reptile. The song We Are the Road Crew, which talks about being a roadie. Jailbait, which I'm not even going to talk about what that's about. The Chase is Better Than the Catch and The Hammer. What a great album. I Honestly, like just a better ZZ Top, in my opinion. Live to Win, Shoot You in the Back. And what a great opener to a record. Ace of Spades and Lemmy Killmister. What an amazing bassist. What a unique vocalist. Very fast album. But we're going to go a little faster with this next pick. The next album I'm going to recommend is Rain in Blood by Slayer. Angel of Death. What a great opener about a Nazi scientist, the Angel of Death. The reason why I put this one on here is because it shows you the more extreme side of thrash and kind of prepares you for the heavier and more intense side of the genre. Angel of Death really displays that. Um, surgery with no anesthesia, feel the knife pierce you intensely. One of the lyrics from the opening track, Raining Blood, which if you've played Guitar Hero, you know this. I'm trying to learn the riff on guitar. It's kind of hard, but we're going to keep going. And, and Slayer is a fantastic thrash metal band. Really, you listen to Rain and Blood and you'll know their entire sound. They don't really move out of it. Like, they, of course, have some unique songs, but once you've listened to Rain and Blood, you'll understand a lot of what that band is about. So we're going to keep going with Cowboys from Hell by Pantera. This is on the list because I feel like it's a really good next step from Rain and Blood because it kind of picks up the heaviness and picks up the intensity. Dimebag Daryl, one of the greatest metal guitarists, one of the greatest riff masters of metal. If it wasn't for Tony Iommi, he probably would be number one in terms of riff making. But we definitely see that a lot on Cowboys from Hell. The opener, Cowboys from Hell, is amazing. Psycho Holiday, Cemetery Gates, which is kind of like a ballad. But we go into Domination, which is one of the heaviest breakdowns you will ever hear in metal. Domination. If you're ever going to listen to Domination, listen to the live version of it. Oh, my God. It's on every Try Not to Headbang Loudwire video you'll ever see. It is so, so heavy. But Clash with Reality, The Sleep, The Art of Shredding, just such a good album. It's it's just so good. So that's it for Thrash Metal. I know a lot of those records aren't traditional thrash metal. A lot of them, you can argue, aren't completely thrash metal. But I think all those albums work really well together. So that's that's my list. 
And now I have six records that I'm just going to recommend randomly. Now, the first one is Death Crush by Mayhem. Mayhem is a Norwegian black metal band. Death Crush is their first EP. It's really good. Why I choose Death Crush is because, one, I couldn't pronounce the album. Just kidding. No, I, I just think it's good because it's short. It's like, what, like 17 minutes, so it's easy to digest. It's not asking for a lot if you're hearing black metal for the first time, but it's really just a sample of what else there is in this genre and how intense it can get. And I just wanted a black metal rep in here. And the next one would be a death metal rep. And originally I had Butchered at Birth because it is just such a great death metal album, such great traditional death metal. The vocals of Corpse Grinder are fantastic on this. I feel like with this record, they really find their sound. I do prefer this record over Tomb of the Mutilated, but this is just such a great album. But I've really had second thoughts about it, and I would probably change it with Scream Bloody Gore by Death. Death is like one of the first death metal bands ever. The band's name is literally Death, Death Metal, and it's way easier to listen to than Butchered at Birth. So I would recommend Scream Bloody Gore by Death, but Butchered at Birth is a great alternative. Now, this is probably going to be the most controversial one on here. You ready? Images and Words by Dream Theater. A lot of metalheads hate Dream Theater. They kind of see Dream Theater as, you know, an elitist band. A lot of prog metal fans are very snobby, very elitist, and it's definitely a turnoff to Dream Theater. It's a turnoff to a lot of prog metal, but it's very unique. I love Dream Theater. I love Haken, too, another progressive metal band, and this might turn a lot of people on to the genre if they're Rush fans. There's a lot of progressive rock. Metal doesn't have a ton of time signature changes. Dream Theater scratches that itch if you have it. I just think it's a really good album to listen to. And even if you hate Dream Theater, I think it's worth listening to. And then you can make up your mind. But I definitely would recommend it when someone is getting into metal. Now, I do actually have a doom metal album on here. I did say earlier that, you know, I didn't really touch doom metal that much, but I just couldn't help myself here. Sleep's Holy Mountain, such a fantastic record. Sleep takes what Sabbath has created and expands on it, expands on the blues element of it, expands on the heaviness side of it, the doom level side, as well as the marijuana side of metal. And if you like distortion, if you like blues, Sleep's Holy Mountain is for you, especially if you really like Black Sabbath. And next up, Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood. I couldn't leave out glam metal on this list. This was a really hard one because I was thinking Kiss, but I feel like Kiss can also fall under classic rock as well. And I didn't want to like do Scorpions or Cinderella. I just thought Motley Crue is 
easy listening when it comes to glam because it's one of the more harder glam bands out there. And Dr. Feelgood, you know, the title track, TNT, Kickstart My Heart, same old situation. And I love the record. It's really good. I know a lot of people hate glam metal, especially Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine of Megadeth, the singer, says glam stands for gay L.A. metal. But I do actually like a lot of glam and like hair metal. My last pick on this list is Psalm 69 by Ministry. Yeah, that's right. Ministry is the last pick. Now, I was trying to think like what else I would want, what other kind of sounds... Why not some avant-garde metal? Why not some industrial metal? Ministry has such a cool sound, and industrial metal is really cool and uses a lot of techno elements, uses a lot of sampling as well. I just think industrial metal is really cool and kind of gets forgotten, but I do really like Ministry. Ministry is really good. Lard is another one, Skinny Puppy, but Psalm 69, (laughs) which is a funny name, is really great. NWO is the opener, just amazing. Just One Fix goes pretty hard. Very funny song on this and probably like Ministry's best song. Jesus Built My Hot Rod. I saw Ministry open for Slayer on Slayer's final tour and they did this song and it's such a funny song. The title alone will tell you all you have to know. (laughs) It's just such a crazy album, but I definitely recommend Psalm 69, I think it's really cool. Ministry is awesome. Industrial metal is very, very cool. But that is my list. It was really hard to make that list. Again, this is a list if I was to show my past self of what to listen to, this would be the list. I'm not saying all these albums are the ones. These are the records you need to listen to. No, it's just a fun little thing I did. I had a lot of fun, especially like you know, with the whole death metal thing, that's, I was so split between like obituary, morbid angel, and even for classic heavy metal and thrash metal, there could have been a million different versions of this. Honestly, if I was to go back, I'd probably change a lot of these myself. I kind of wanted to stay away from like blue cheer and a lot of like the really, really early stuff, even like diamond head. I feel like it's just not really easy listening, especially if you're introducing someone to the genre, but all fantastic, even like Merciful Fate. I just feel like the vocals would just be too much for someone. And I thought that Judas Priest is a really good alternative, but King Diamond is one of the greatest metal vocalists of all time. But that will do it for this week's episode of Disturbing the Priest. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Disturbing the Priest, a heavy metal podcast, to stay updated about the podcast and new episodes. And I'm thinking about doing like polls for podcast topics. I'm also looking to have some guests on, which would be really fun because sometimes I feel like a crazy person just sitting alone talking to myself about music. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope to see you on the next episode of Disturbing the Priest.